And and I looked at it. I'm like, you know, we could use a little carnauba. Oh, right that's so <laughs> she just looked at me, and I'm like, I'll go back inside. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Bros Bibles of Beer. This is Jeff. It's podcast one five nine. I don't know. One five eight. Eight? Yeah. Zach, how's it going? We'll edit that out. <laughs> Andy? <laughs> we'll edit that edit out. Scott, how's it going? Keep it. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> that was a fast one. That was a fast one, Andy. I well s- done, Andy. I just snuck it up on you. Andy hit record. He gave me a little wink. And then like, just we're pointed at me. Yeah. I was like Santa Claus. I put the <laughs> finger on the side of my nose. I reached over and hit the record button. <laughs> Well, well done. Wait, Santa Claus. Where did you- I don't know why that came from. Andy, I'm going to say I'd rather that every single time. Just catch you off guard. My heart goes and it's like, let's do this. Well, you reacted naturally. Right. Yeah. I don't like the thinking about you- things. Yeah. That, much, that much is clear. Right, Scott? Yeah. My wife will tell you, nope, Jeff's not good on his feet there. Uh, actually, good, good on my feet, not good thinking about it. Why don't you think about that, Jeff? Is that a trick question? <laughs> I got to think about it. If I, I better go, not. I'm going to walk myself into a corner here. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Yeah. Good I'll, evening. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Let's just really get this started on the right foot. Nice formatting, Andy. Uh, I'll start because I'm to your left, which is not the seat of power, and the last shall go first in this podcast. <laughs> um, never better. Double IPA or DIPA. From Coronado Brewing Company, which is, of course, in Coronado, California, uh, San Diego, basically, to the rest of the world. And it is well-balanced. There's a good bitter finish, but there's a lot of malt up front to go with that aroma. It's a well-balanced double IPA, and of course, you know, that's what we do out here on the West Coast. I don't like them extra malty. What is the, the translation for San Diego? I believe it is San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the pronunciation. What is the definition? What? Anybody? Anybody? Well, uh, scholars maintain that the tr- translations were lost years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's it's an old, old wooden ship. That's a <laughs> safe, diversity. That's a safe answer, Anchorman. <laughs> I know. I know exactly. We'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Andy, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I've got the Beechwood Citraholic IPA because Beechwood can do no wrong. Hold, hold, hold up. Santa hold, Claus is hold, here. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What happened to Whole30, Andy? That lasted like a week. <sighs> well, uh, it was a whole nine yards. I'm on a I'm on an extended cheat weekend because it's President's Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're recording this on President's Day and I've taken the three-day weekend. In honor of Joe Biden and all the other presidents. <laughs> is it birthdays that we celebrate? Or I just believe this is Washington. No. <laughs> it's Lincoln today. It's Washington. I think it's Lincoln. This is unknowable. Scott, well, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going deep into the well here. Uh, got a uh, In-N-Out Diet Coke. Ooh, okay. What's the Bible verse on the bottom? <clears throat> Let's put the Bible in bros, Bibles, and, and Diet Coke. It is. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this one. It is John 3.16. Ooh. Hold on. Let me look it up. <clears throat> I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, where are you looking up? <laughs> <laughs> and Jeffrey, what? Oh, what? by the way, it is Washington's birthday. It's not Lincoln's birthday? Suck it. 
I saw something that said Lincoln's birthday or today. Washington yeah, to you, our Wisconsin can, listeners. I am drinking Golden Road Wolf um, Wolf Among <laughs> Weeds. Don't IPA. make us go over that again. <laughs> okay. And uh, I love this. So Super Bowl, I had a bunch of beer in a cooler. Everybody was drinking in front of everybody, brought beer, threw it in there. And then everybody left. The week went on. I realized I had a cold cooler in my backyard still. I'm like, whoa, I never have beer. I'm going to store this on the in the backyard, in the corner, on my deck. Nobody sees it. Hopefully the kids don't open it. And I've just been sneaking these golden roads. That's what an alcoholic would do, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I've been putting in my pockets and then going and playing football at the park with the kids and cracking the beer. I just want to affirm my alcoholism. Nice. That's Have great. you gone to play a guff yet with your woof among weeds? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Okay. I have not, but golf is golf. really good. The goof golf. <laughs> anyway, his, his tasty favorite beer. author is Bob Goff. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always. I think that's one of his. Everybody always? Everybody. Everybody. Y'all. Er, all y'all always. All uh, right. Well, okay. Should I hit that? Can we do a little a quick feedback? Do you want to do that? I let's, like the idea of let, quick feedback yeah, up front. Let's do it. Feedback. Feedback. Plus, I found that it wakes up Scott when we start with the feedback song. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, our first feedback comes to us from... Uh, we have a listener that called in. And we're going to do a little bit of time traveling here, which gets a little funky. Yeah, let's do a little uh, internal housekeeping right now. So, Scott, uh, do you know what's going on? I, I don't know. Just <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we'll just, I don't have no idea. Through the majesty of podcast time travel. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's an upcoming interview that's already been recorded with um, our friend oh, of the show, Kurt okay. Willems. Gotcha. And it will be out um, in March, co- coinciding with the release of his book and um, Echoing Hope. And we uh, read this then that we previously recorded, <laughs> but that one's not coming out. Is that Italian? Yes. We are read to this then. <laughs> Man. I feel like I'm trying to figure out a Pulp and Fiction film here. I don't want to make Quaid. Tarantino film. I don't want to make Quaid. Wait. He left us a voicemail, which you too can do at anchor.fm slash bbbpod. And uh, via that site or the Anchor app, you can leave us a voicemail as we got from David Quain Melton. Hello, friends. Uh, this is Quaid from Alabama. Longtime listener. First time caller. I just wanted to to send you a message and let you guys know that I I really, truly appreciate uh, what you're doing with the podcast. I've been listening for a few years and have always enjoyed it uh, quite a bit, but over this last year, especially the last few months, uh, it has been more and more meaningful and nourishing to me. I feel like you guys are having the kind of conversations that need to be had, and I really, really appreciate uh, the different viewpoints that you all have. Um, and also just the civil discourse that you engage in. Um, Mm. I grew up very, very traditional like Scott, uh, moved very liberal at one point like Zach, and now I'm somewhere in between all of that. Uh, I love you all. I appreciate you all. Jeff, Scott, Andy, Zach, uh, you're great. and Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. Oh, that's cool. So I guess since Andy joined us, things got better. <laughs> uh, we should track back that timeline and see if anything changed within the last year. What's different? 
It's been pretty good up until a year. Then it's gotten great. Yeah. We also got that one about, like, stop doing politics. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not blaming Andy, but ever since Andy joined. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Quaid. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's really cool. That is sweet. And so, you know, maybe Andy will edit that one out of the... um, future episode with Kurt Willems that we previously recorded, but if he doesn't, you get bonus play, Quaid. Well done. Potential double play, Quaid. And uh, and like Zach said, listeners, um, we will play your voicemail on the podcast. It could be angry, even. Pre- or play anything. Actually, preferably angry. Uh, oh, yeah. We would love an angry one. Um, and we just assume that you agree with 100% of the things that are said on this podcast uh, if you don't do that. Right. This is correct. So, thank you for complying. Yes. Um, and then we got a tweet from Tim Mosbarger, Barger, at Mosbarger, one Tim. Nope, that's just a T. My eyes are going, guys. Mine too. Mosbarger, so Tim. At Bros Bibles Beer, love the pod. Been listening for three years. One of these days, we could meet up at Lost Winds or Artifacts in San Clemente and have a beer. That would be fun. Those are breweries in uh, our local vicinity. Tim. Let's do it. If you're buying, we're coming. (laughs) (laughs) We're drinking. Tim, we will attend any place that you choose to fund. (laughs) As long as you're not a killer. I mean, there's there's always that possibility. I I looked at his profile, and this is not a denigration. Does he have a bunch of cats? Our homeboy has one follower on Twitter, and... I can't tell if he's tweeted anything else except for that. Um, That's sketchy. He joined July 2020, so he could be a bot, or mm. he just feels he, he's a fan and he cares deeply enough. To, he had an account, and he's yeah. never used it until he felt like reaching out to us. Either way. Maybe oh, even rad. next level. He liked us so much that he created an account to reach out to us. Wow. Correct. Yeah. That's possible. Thanks, which, Tim. Which there are other ways to reach out to us. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Tim. This is Jeff. Love you. Just cross me off your list. (laughs) (laughs) And start applying your lipstick. (laughs) And the lotion. No, that was a a Billy Madison. I just just made a mistake and watched that with my kids. Billy Madison? Yeah. There were multiple parts where I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Fast forward, fast forward. And of course, by the time you start to fast forward, it's too late. It's like, I guess we're going to have a future conversation about this, kids. That's right. His hot teacher. I forgot about that. Now, thank you for saving me from making your mistake. We did because we had watched Happy Gilmore. Uh, Gwen was at a friend's house and Aubrey, older one, was home. We watched Happy Gilmore. And there's a couple parts in that one, too, but not like uh, Billy Madison. Mm. Anyway, we have any more feedback. Uh, that's it for now. Okay. But people can reach <clears throat> that, us at, at Bros Bibles Beer on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Twitter, and Bros at com. And then we mentioned anchor.fm slash BBB pod for the voicemail. Thus concludes feedback. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> the, uh, um, I've been watching uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. I love that guy, the comedian. I've, I've must have listened to the same like two or three stand-ups that he's had like four times in the last month or two and uh he has this part where 
uh, he's talking about how his wife, you know, had a slight graze. She, uh, I just backing up and I grazed the, you know, the pylon or whatever. Oh, in her car. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, you could probably use some carnuba wax to wax it out. And he, you know, he walks outside. He's like, you, we need a new door. <laughs> so, uh, today while I'm kind of prepping for tonight's oh, show, no. my uh, wife pops in the door and she's like, da, da, da. and I had my earbuds in. I'm like, she looks upset. And I took him off. She's like, I was backing out and I, 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 I grazed, I grazed the inside of the garage. Well, the inside of a garage is stucco and, uh, and she's just, and I like millions of tiny knives on your paint. Exactly. I go out there and the front, like I just got her this car. I don't know, a couple, a month or two ago and 2016 Volvo XC90. And I go out there. And uh, the right side is just, it's just grinded away. And and I looked at her, I'm like, you know, we could use a little carnauba. Oh, so <laughs> she just looked at me and I'm like, I'll go back inside. <laughs> I feel like that's the perfect response. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, she kind of laughed. I'm like, you don't feel so bad. Uh, you know? you, were, you took mm-hmm. the role of Sebastian's wife it and was, she took Sebastian's. Oh, it was beautiful. I'm like, I knew I was listening to that guy for some reason over and over. Uh, that's funny. It's sad a little bit too, but it is also funny. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, Nobody was hurt. We can replace cars. She had the great idea of maybe we could like maybe put some nail polish or something on the, I'm like, that's a lot of nail polish. It looked kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. You know. All right. Carnuba wax. We'll go for that. Can we spend a couple minutes on uh, the elephant in the Christian room the last uh, week or so? Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, yeah. Oh. Is that what you're... Oh. This involves some romance. Oh. This involves some massage, uh, Carl maybe some, some oil. Well, oh, I guess that's, boy. That's one. Carl wow. Lentz. Can I tell oh. a quick story about Carl Lentz real quick? Oh, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. yeah. So, um, in the the outcome of kind of, of of this whole thing... He was Hillsong, New York's yeah, pastor. pastor. Pastor, and then he had uh, an affair with uh, a lady, uh, cheated on his wife, and then apparently there was some other... Uh, affairs that went on um, besides that apparently allegedly uh, reportedly reportedly <laughs> yeah uh, he said without evidence <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the things that came out was some other f- uh, financial uh, things that they've been maybe um, doing with tithe money and uh, I remember my pastor telling me when he first started ministry back in like the early 80s uh, with I forget what denomination it was uh, but the they would take they they would pay for the pastors to get weekly manicures back in like the eighties. Wow, uh, I think it was eighties, eighties maybe early nineties. I forget. Um, they take him out to get weekly manicures, take him out to golf, and he said, "Man, I I I just didn't feel comfortable with that." And he he wasn't there for a long time. And he left. But one of the things that came out with this Hillsong thing is that they were they were spending money tithe money on. Uh, manicures for the pastors for like the male pastors and other you know cards and stuff i don't know i just thought it was funny that uh stuff like that just goes on you gotta um, shake lots of hands so you should look good. <laughs> yeah you gotta look good on tv with the close-ups and uh, all that you know, stuff you gotta how yeah. else are you gonna sabbath and without using church funds <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> no word uh, if you got the petty 
<laughs> that's weird. I yeah. like even sidestepping the idea that the church is paying for that. I've never, and I don't know any dudes who've gotten a manicure. Do well, you? You have unnaturally beautiful hands, Andy. Well, I'm a former hand model, and so I know, d- God bless we, us until others. the accident. We actually have <laughs> we actually have a mutual friend that uh, does get. Oh, Dave. Yeah. Does he really? He, I wouldn't put it past me. Yeah, I think he I, does. I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. We'll have to verify. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this deck's for you. <laughs> and also with you. That's a little Easter egg All right. for the longtime listeners out there. Wow. All right. Okay. Anyway, that was just, yeah, moving on. Yeah. Were you wanting to talk about Valentine's Day? I just want to talk about the fact that we got to go to eat Brazilian steakhouse last oh, night. Oh, nice. Indoors, in a restaurant with other people seated normally like a normal ass restaurant. Wow. Yeah. Is this Fogo de Chao? Yes. Ooh. Yes. I was right by there today smelling its wares. Mm. I don't oh. know if that makes sense, but. <laughs> uh, Lindsay had never been before and and I would I would go, I would take my teams for lunches when we'd have like big, huge milestone launches of, of stuff. You would use church funds to I would pay use for church all funds, that. yes. <laughs> uh, actually, I would use Uncle Jeff's funds to pay for that. And, uh, and so I've been a few times and it's delicious. And I know the strategy, which is when you go to a Brazilian steakhouse, you starve yourself the entire day. Oh, yeah. Because what you want to do is, uh, for the listener, if you've never been, people walk around, waiters walk around, uh, throughout the restaurant with uh, huge swords, actual swords <laughs> of meat on them. And then they will come and carve off a piece of the meat on your plate. And uh, and the goal is to never say no. Right. Throughout uh, your whole time. Is yeah, there the like cards. a flag or something mm. you have in your plate? Or do they just look? So some places have this like little coaster that you place that green, it's green on one side and red on the other. Keep bringing that meat. And uh, yeah, my <laughs> my goal is always green. Yeah. Anyway, the, the food was delicious. The wine was delicious, but it was just awesome to be in a restaurant. Oh, absolutely. And it felt very normal. And I was like checking in with the waiters. I was like, hey, you guys are packed right now. How's it? And they're like, yeah, it was, we were, we were uh, slammed till 1 a.m. last night. Wow. And I was like, that's great. I, I love to see that. Yeah, we're going to raise our American flag outside the restaurant again. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> well that's good i i dream of going to that place and uh i'll make it a reality how about that oh, well if we can oh, get a, okay maybe we can get them to sponsor the podcast zach really valentine's day the massaging come on okay spit it out well we got to talk about our old friend uh mr uh quote doctor Rafi zacharias yeah. can i say that well yeah there was some just in a few minutes on this yeah. mr quote doctor well, there's something behind yeah. that. Oh, really? Yeah. Just so people know, he... Ra- Ravi Zacharias? Ravi Zacharias uh, died in 2020. In March, I March. think. Yeah. Uh, wow. Maybe he brought on the pandemic. <laughs> I don't know how that's connected, but timing. He's apologist, Christian apologist for 40 years or so. Um, founded RZIM which is Rave Zacharias International Ministries. I and they are mysteries. very, very worldwide. <laughs> I thought that was one of the guys from the Wu-Tang. There's a lot of mysteries. <laughs> um, and he, he passed away. And before a couple years before he passed away, uh, oh, were you going to say something, Scott? I think uh, he started to talk. No. 
No, but, but I no, but I appreciate Let it. it. I'll just say Let it rolls. Right, personally, I, I I still have a couple copy a couple of different books of his. Uh, Jesus among other gods is one of them, and there's another one that I'm blanking on the name. But I used to it just voraciously consume his podcasts, and um, yeah, I'm with you as well. There was a period of time when I was uh, heavily into Christian apologetics. Um, and he was one of the ones I would, I would listen to and uh, appreciated, but sometime in, I think 2016, 2017, I got notes here, but I'm not really going to look at them, um, except to read some quotes, but, uh, uh, a husband and wife supposedly sent him a letter or did send him a letter asking for $5 million if he didn't, um, or, or they would go forward with a story of, him kind of grooming the wife, asking for explicit pictures um, and sending pictures in return. And Ravi countersued and it ended up getting settled and NDAs were signed. And so nothing really came of it. He assured the ministry that, uh, that she was just extorting him and there was nothing more to see here. Like definitely, he's like, he admitted to, um, inappropriate uh, contact in in the form of communication, uh, and he recognized that, and he right. apologized and repented for that. But the the ministry never looked into it further because they believed him, and it kind of looked like she was trying to extort him. So, um, I wish I had that quote right here. Did so, it ever? Was it ever reconciled? Well, it settled out of court when he countersued. Um, actually alleging extortion under the, the RICO Act. The RICO, I was going to say yeah. the FICO Act. That's a different thing. <laughs> and, and then they, they tried, they, he, he I, I shouldn't say they, I guess he, Ravi, um, tried to malign the husband saying that he was, the husband was trying to pimp out his wife uh, for, really? for money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> my, when I um, heard about this, um, you know, my first, so my first thought was, I can't believe after decades and decades and decades, not one person, I mean, people make, people make mistakes. And I don't mean mistakes like, ah, I, I cheated on my wife, mistake. I mean, stuff comes to light. I mean, over decades and decades and decades, stuff comes to light. And I thought, you know, Tiger Woods, toast. <laughs> um Bill Clinton. I mean, you could think of so many people that are in the the limelight. They're in Martin they're Luther under, King. Uh, they're under mm. a microscope, and during their living time, they get called out, and it comes to light. And my first thought was, I want to defend Ravi Zacharias. Like, I'm, he's not. He's yeah. passed away. He doesn't even get to defend himself right now. He's being raked over the coals. So my 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 thought is, what what happened during? Well, I mean, there's the that Zach's bringing up. There is the, hey, this this did come out, and these people did, um, you know, at first he's like they're trying to extort me, and and you know, then there's the NDAs and stuff. So we don't know, you know, and it, I mean, I admit it looked like kind of like extortion. It's not like they sued him for inappropriateness yeah. or, or abuse. When there was something yeah. in 2018 where the same people actually went after another pastor for a million dollars 
I, I don't know I don't know about this. It, but yeah, the I'll same take your word for the, it. Well, no, the same couple and they they asked for a million. They asked no, it's no I, I was, I was no, they say, asked for a million they did ask for a million dollars and they said it was for some bad investment advice that the pastor had given them. <laughs> and 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 they give ten percent to me and yeah, you shall right. receive twenty percent. <laughs> right. So it was something there was there's there's a little history, so I'm like, man, I it I, could be that there was a little extortion. Yeah. What? Well, uh, it certainly looked like it at the time. But at the same time, I don't want to like disregard somebody coming forward and yeah. saying I've been wronged, and this you know pastor took advantage of me or us or whatever it might be. Did I miss something? Uh, sorry if I if I missed it. Did did you see what what makes this relevant now? Why why talk about this now? Good question, Andy. Um, because everybody in the Christian world's talking about it, I according did. to Zach. Well, because re- recently <laughs> the um, oh, are they? Yeah, the minute after his death, uh, a couple somebody came forward, another person, and so they they ended up hiring a private, a different a, a different outside firm to do an independent investigation. This is what RZIM did, right? To to get the dirt, and they just recently released their findings. Um, and they basically confirmed that, yes, there was, there was stuff under the hood here, um, that had been going on for quite some time. And even if you discount that extortion event, like I'll just say what, maybe, maybe this woman was trying to capitalize on his, his mistakes. They can prove through, they had forensics go into the couple of devices they got from the ministry, computers and phones. And they found uh, pictures of girls. Uh, I should say women. I don't think anybody was underage, although they're all like that. They had sent more to than him? thirty years younger than him. Yeah, they had sent and back and forth. A lot, most of them were like selfie type photos. Like, here's a picture of me. I can't wait to see you. A lot of them are. They're all like massage therapists that he's visited around the world. Apparently, he he may have investments in a couple of different salon um, spas. spas. Yeah. Um, that is unconfirmed, but, uh, they have witnesses that say he, he had invested in those places. It's super thin, unconventional investment strategy, not the typical route. Uh, but maybe Schwab. Do you think it was Schwab or Edward Jones that was guiding <laughs> and directing his uh, investment decisions there? Seriously. Now he sounds more like a Schwab. And this was in a, these were, pro, these were things in Asia, right? Yeah. Malaysia. I mean, Both. all over the world, but Malaysia. So I okay, like a couple of things. Going back to his reaction to um, the the couple, I'm blanking on their name, and I don't see it. it's here somewhere. But that tried okay. to, try to get five million dollars. I think it was Thompson. That sounds right. Mm. Um, in fact, one day after after Zacharias publicly stated in 2017 that he had learned a difficult and painful lesson over his communication with Lori and Thompson. He received more photographs from another woman investigators found. That woman went on to send him nude pictures as well. Um, and these these were women he was in contact with, received massages from. And the, the report details, uh, like there's a lot of hard evidence mixed in with witness accounts. And even if you discount the witness accounts as like, that's alleged, um, there's a lot going on. Like he said, he has never done anything outside of that against his wife besides that the, those one the the pictures he sent to the thompson 
Uh, but even like they have more photos that occurred within months of his death, like all the way up through his death. He's engaged there like in these inappropriate photos. Or something. There's reports yeah. of abuse in massage getting as he's getting massages in his hotel rooms. Cause he would travel with a guy from the ministry so as to avoid the, the look of impropriety, but he would set up these massages in his room when nobody else was there. And he would, it appears he would kind of groom the women. He would ask them about their background, their spirit, their religious background. And the ones that had troubled pass, he would become like a father figure to them. They gain pray, they gain trust, together. gain, gain compliance, a uh, different spelling of pray. Yeah, man, isn't there, that, EY. there there is a there is a, a statement in there right. about about him praying with yeah. at least one of the right w- just thanking women God that they are coming together praying, and praying with and on women. Yeah. So I have this is from the actual investigative report. Um, this witness told us that their relationship began as a normal massage therapist client relationship, and she came to think of him as a father figure. He elicited information about her faith and her financial situation. She reported that after he arranged for the ministry to provide her with financial support, he required sex from her. According to this witness, Mr. Zacharias used religious expressions to gain confidence as she was raised to be a person of faith. She reported that he made her pray with him to thank God for the, quote, opportunity they had received. She said he called her his reward for living a life of service to God and he referenced the godly men in the Bible who had more than one wife. She said he warned her not to ever speak out against him or she would be responsible for the millions of souls whose salvation would be lost if his reputation was damaged. Now, if that's not spiritual abuse, I don't I don't know. Well, in addition to potential sexual abuse. How did Ravi Zacharias respond? Well, he's dead. This came out this has come out after he's the rest my case. What does that mean, Jeff? Well, he uh, he doesn't get to even defend himself. It's a, I bet. Uh, okay, uh, it does this feel is, a little dirty. This is there's something yeah. fishy about this. It would be horrible if this all happened, and the person that I really love listening to, and I think brings the word of God, and he, it's I'm torn. I mean, and it's not that I'm like no, let abuse go on because that person's you know so magnificent in what they do you know who cares about the personal life um so that's not in the direction that i'm skewing this or spinning this i just i have a problem that a a major christian leader who has a massive ministry that is very impressive across the world is being raked across the coals and he cannot defend himself and RZIM is probably going to end up forking over millions of dollars to a couple of people. And I'm like, they don't even, uh, this. Well, they're already kind of going away or they're definitely laying a lot of people off. A lot of people have left. Um, uh, I think the Australian arm or the UK arm of the ministry uh, are voting to separate from RCIM and, and, and what like a, a very prominent apologist in the UK was basically like, I'm not, unless you guys succeed, I'm not doing any more work with you. Yeah. Um, but, but, but Jeff, these are, these are witness. There, there are numerous witnesses. Right. Um, and they all have different accounts of the extent of what he did. Some of them, there was, uh, uh, 
just the trying him just trying to advance during a massage. Um, there are like just trying to touch a thigh, and then others are like uh, trying to touch a thigh one day, and then the next the next time tries he goes a little bit further, and then he asks for you know hand jobs and um from a different one they're they're just numerous accounts from different people one of them one of them included sex on multiple occasions and he was paying uh paying her bills and she she recalled she used the word rape like she it to her it it was rape um and um but i I have a, a couple questions regarding you know his ministry overall and like how, how do we balance, you know, what, what was good in the ministry itself and even some of the good things he said in public. But, uh, there's like this tension of, you can just try, okay, make him go away. Let's try to reconcile with the people, right? Make sure things are taken care of. Um, but, uh, to, to the end of what would he say, or he's not here to defend himself. They, they cover that in the report and then we can kind of spitball or move on. But I, I, I just think it's interesting. And I think it, it's one of those things that you don't want to talk about, but there's enough there. And the ministry itself is acknowledging that they, uh, to put it generously, they dropped the ball and, and they were wrong to not investigate initially. Had they investigated initially and not just take Ravi at his word, um, a lot of this, would have been some of this would have been prevented. It would have been exposed earlier. And then he, he could have had an opportunity before he died to come clean with all of it as well, or been forced to kind of come clean with it. But um, from the report it says, while we do not know how Mr. Zacharias would respond to the newer allegations of sexual misconduct, we did consider his statement and actions when confronted with similar situations in the past, most notably the Thompson matter. Several, RZIM staff reported to us his, quote, shifting narrative, unquote, as emails and other relevant facts were publicly leaked and he was forced to explain them. Rather than fostering an environment of truth-seeking and transparency, Mr. Zacharias was strident and inflammatory. He described his critics as nasty people and lunatics who were, who were engaging in satanic-type slander and falsehood. Some RZIM staff told us that he expressed frustration with having to issue an apology at all. He was able to convince many that not only was he innocent, he was the victim of of malicious evil. At an all-staff virtual meeting in January 2018, after significant details of the Thompson communications had been made public, Mr. Zacharias offered explanations that many staff members found nonsensical, but some staff members reported to us that when they expressed doubts about Mr. Zacharias' story, they were ignored, marginalized, and accused of disloyalty. Um, and it goes on to talk about using his words that he said after the matter was closed, the Thompson matter, and just comparing it with all the stuff that is ironclad and knowable and not hearsay, i.e. the pictures and the email correspondence that they got from the computer. So, yeah, but when something like this happens, like, what do you do? What do you do with like the past? Like I, I would not say. I wouldn't disown the benefit I received from apologetics. And while I'm not an apologetics guy now, or it's different for me now, it's not, it's, I don't have such a passion for it. Like I did before it benefited me in that, uh, 
season, dare I say. Is that okay, Scott? Uh, I'll allow it. It it benefited me. And at the same time, it's possible he's kind of a sociopath that found power. and Or maybe he didn't start that way. I doubt he started yeah. that way. Yeah. I, I mean, his past, he's he supposedly tried to kill himself. And... Well, the core question is less about Ravi Zacharias and his life, and it's more about how do we reconcile uh, this like dissonance between someone who we perceive to have been godly and ex- and espousing godly ideals and godly teaching that seems accurate and real and life giving, when in the background they're they're living a double life. Well, not putting somebody on a pedestal like Jesus, and I think there's when something like this happens, I think so many people have put that individual on a pedestal, on a Jesus pedestal, that when something goes wrong, they're just, uh, how could this happen? That's no, this is can't be true. Are well, you are you able to separate those two things, like the person's personal life from? From the teaching, from like from the benefit that you glean from their teaching, from their ministry. Yeah, I'm with Zach. I mean, I totally. I'm I learn a great deal from Ravi Zacharias. I to me, when he was, if if he was right in anything he was teaching, let's just call pick any one of his apologetics for the Christian faith and just assume it's ironclad truth. That that truth is supersedes whatever Zacharias was. Yeah. Um, but which, which seems reasonable, right? Like, yeah, there's example. I mean, David is the example that I think most people think of in the Bible, like extremely flawed Mm -hmm. and God used him despite that. Somebody that reminds me, I was, uh, I was in Ravi Zacharias Twitter, apparently, and you were in it. I was in it. I was inside of it. And somebody did post. There was a woman that's an abuse survivor, not connected to Ravi, but she had screen grabs of a bunch of influential evangelicals of their tweets after he died about like glorifying the work he was doing. And she was just posting it kind of like a, a little bit of a, Hey, you guys had this guy on a pedestal and there was, there was stuff out there that we ignored And uh, somebody said, David, somebody mentioned, but David, David was, was flawed. And his point was, and I don't, I don't think it's wrong. He was flawed, but yet God used him. Right. Um, And her response, I I thought was kind of darkly comedic. She she was like, yeah. And if he was alive today, hopefully he'd be writing Psalms from prison. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of funny. It was funny because she's recognizing he wrote a lot of good stuff. But yeah. if he got caught for abuse or a rape yeah. or whatever, get well, him in. It's easy when you go criminal. I, I often think about like, um, well, the Martin Luther King Jr. example is a good one, right? Where uh, a lot of people experience this cognitive dissonance. Obviously, like the civil rights leader of the entire uh, 20th century. And, and yet, you know, was unfaithful to his wife. And that's not a... Mm-hmm. Like that, there's lots of evidence, and that, that that's not new information to us. Um, and I and I think most people that I that I talk to about, if you use that example, most people will recognize that like the greater good of that person's activities on Earth outweighed 
you know, human failures, obvious human failures. I've never heard anyone try to like downplay it. Like, well, yeah, it's okay. Like he kind of earned bonus points and it's, and we'll allow it. It's like, that's hard. That's sad. It seems contradictory to his general character. And in the same breath, it doesn't invalidate all the great things that he did and said and taught. Right. Because you you can't toss out all the good, like if you found a flaw, which you can in every single human on planet earth, you're not going to throw, sorry, Jesus, you're not going (laughs) to throw all of the, you know, what is it? The baby, baby baby Jesus out with the doubt bath water. (laughs) Don't throw babies ever really actually. It's a decent uh, rule. How about not throwing babies? (laughs) Also, it's worth noting, Andy might not be perfect, but his hands are. Continue, Jeff. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm good. I totally take, I I take Ravi Zacharias and his teachings. Um, I took it to heart. I loved listening to his, what he taught and I learned a whole lot. And now um, to learn that there was some flaws, uh, I I want to fight like no no but it's more like kind of like no Superman can't and and not saying that but I Ravi Zacharias but there was, was a little he was kind of like a Superman at one point in my life he was kind of like, like a larger could, than life it seemed like he could say no wrong and everything made sense when I listen I'm like my gosh that's incredible how he's conveying this message and he's a wordsmith holy mackerel he he could just pull the most incredible words and incredible is like the least of these in words that he would use. And you're just, he just could capture so much so quickly and he would draw you in and it's, but he's human and he's human. And I I hope that whoever's involved and experienced abuse, I hope for healing and to whatever degree, the ministry can assist with that. I hope that happens. And, uh, man, it's worth, no- Oh, I don't think we ever said when I joked about the doctor thing, do we ever no. say, <laughs> I don't think we ever clarified yeah. that. Was he, this the honorary? He, doctoral he, he would call himself a doctor and was often listed on his bios and he, he got an honorary doctorate from, uh, uh, I don't know, a medium sized Christian something like that university yeah. or something. And that medium sized. Yeah. I don't know why I picked I that word. Funny. I don't know much about it, but I just know he stopped doing it after he started getting called out. Like you're not a doctor. So stop calling yourself a doctor. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and also circling back to Martin Luther King, not so fun fact, but it's worth noting. Cause I don't think a lot of people know this, but, uh, one of the ways we know about his infidelity is that the FBI, um, bugged his stuff recorded right. Right. And sent a letter basically to his wife, like, hey, and him, like, go ahead and kill yourself. Otherwise, we're going to release this stuff. That's, uh, sounds like a conspiracy, but it happened. Yeah. So that's morbid. He's like, okay, then I'm going to die. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's a lot of creepy stuff. There's a lot under the hood there. But, anyways, that, I just thought that was worth mentioning. Uh, but it, it does not, uh, not, has nothing to do with the point you made, Andy. I agree with what you said about him. Yeah. I was, I was listening to, uh, a podcaster, YouTuber, Mike Winger. He has a, uh, his, his, uh, channel is called Bible thinker. And he's, he's, he, during, uh, he was reading, he was reading the, um, the report from this, uh, law firm. Uh, and he held, uh, he held up his Robbie Zacharias books and he's like, this is what we do. (laughs) 
he threw him in the trash. Wow. Um, oh yeah. And, and then that's the question. Mm. I guess I yeah. mean that's part of the question is yeah. We can't. You can't. It's hard to disassociate what you've already learned. But what do we do going forward? Um, it would be difficult to have a ministry with his name on it or associated with it yeah. going forward. Uh, so I'm, it might might be the best thing. Maybe the best thing to do is uh, to take his name off of everything and uh, to, I and essentially move on from it. Move, move yeah. or not move on, but move away from him. Um, Wait, who, are you, who are you talking about here? Uh, the, Ravi, the ministry itself. Yeah, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think they'll be kind of forced into that because people are jumping ship and. You know they they exist on don- donations largely, and well, you, your comment or your description of uh, Mike Wing, Mike Winger, Winger, yeah, yeah his his uh, action of like taking these books and dumping them, throwing them in the trash. So the two things that came to mind when you described that were number one, um, is what was in those books not true, and if it wasn't true, then were you dumb or fooled to begin with to believe those things? Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's about whether they're true or not. Um, it's just a matter of um, given, I guess, given what you know about the guy that um, you can, you can find those things in other books, I, I guess. Um, because those things, because Rave was often pointing to, to universal truths as he saw them, yeah. they supersede, you, know, uh, you can find those trees elsewhere, like you yeah, said. Yeah, and they exist without Ravi or before Ravi. Yeah, but but maybe like Jeff said, that, that some of the ways he worded them to help people understand, it'd be difficult to find that somewhere. He did else, have a but, very kind of humble yeah. style and a way with words that drew people in. Uh, clearly, clearly, uh, Harper Collins. They're pulling all of his books, and uh, Lee Strobel, who wrote the Case for Faith, and had a big section with. Ravi or quotes from Ravi, Ravi, Ravi. Uh, he's removing plans to revise case for faith and remove the late apologist. Hmm. So that all kind of makes sense, but well, how, how do, okay. It's tragic. It's tragic it overall. Tra- like, I think, yeah. it, I think it goes without saying that when you, when we encounter those things, it's traffic and tra- tragic. And we're not, we're not here to like poke holes or like, especially not at the right. dead. Um, but, but it, but it does raise these hard questions for us of, of are you able to separate the the concepts from the person? What, wh- how does that bleed into, you know, do you, have you, have you guys who've spent time with him and his teachings knowing this, did it cause, has it caused you at any point to like, think back like, okay, I kind of need to retrace my steps here to some degree. And, and, was I paying close enough attention to uh, attention to what he was telling me or, you know, was, or like, did it draw some doubt in your mind of his former teachings? Not now. I think there may have been that potential. I mean, we've Scott and I've talked about, and all of us really separating the, separating goats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The wheat from the tares, yo. Uh, you can't, a lot of people lose their faith because of things like this. Like if your identity is tied up with the leader or the icon, the tendency is throwing the baby out with the bathwater as it were. 
And um, there could have been a time where, I mean, I almost, you know, my deconstruction involved periods of like, do I even believe anything? Is anything I used to believe true anymore? I don't know. Periods of kind of like being at the precipice of like, maybe this is where I jump off my faith cliff to be dramatic like Jeff. Uh, or Empire State Building. Like the, that represents my faith. I'm at the pinnacle of it. And me jumping off is losing my faith, Jeff. Um, Good for you. But I think the danger is it's it's the icon, the personality, the cult of personality. And it when when those things are wrapped up in who you are and what you believe, those, those connections sure. can be super strong. And I guarantee you mm-hmm. there are people as a result of this that will lose their faith. And um, it's not the massage therapist's fault, Ravi. <laughs> well, yeah. that's a, and that's a human thing. That's not a Christian thing, right? Either. I mean, oh, that, totally. That is a just our context right now is that, no, 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 but, totally. Yeah. I just am, like would up level it to say that that there are plenty of examples throughout history of the same exact sort of things happening with yeah people in power and leaders that yeah. that showed whatever levels of failure and and it caused their followers to fall away and question everything. I will just say it's, it's, it's just straight up evil and man. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of posts about they use like moral sin or moral failure. And I don't think that goes far enough for this. And, um, I think we need to be super honest about this stuff and not use, I'm not talking to you, Andy. I just reminded me of people. I'm just getting hung up. I don't, I, I wondered if I would, call this evil well well i i just okay very very sinister i mean it's the definition yeah you, you guys tell well, me if you disagree with this wait say that again andy i well uh, so i don't think all sin is evil oh okay well yeah. i think what i i i'm comfortable well not disagreeing with that necessarily um right now but in ravi's circumstance i i think what he did was was evil and it qualifies for me of that's like yeah. literally taking the Lord's name in vain, like doing something in God's name. Mm. Um, the, the whitewashed tombs verse I actually had it pulled up. We, we could read it, but Jesus calling out the scribes and the teachers of the law of his day, whitewashed tombs, you look great on the outside, mm. but inside you're just dead man's bones. Yeah. yeah. And so, because often the Pharisees in their day were right and they were technically correct um, but Jesus saw through the veneer of correctness, so and called called it out. So I don't I don't know. But how do we how do we prevent this? Like looking back, you cannot prevent humans from well, being humans. Well, so I think I think you mentioned one one of the things he he where he he used to travel with the dude uh, to kind of now the way to to help you go back to the what what was called the Billy Graham rule, where and you know the thing that people made fun of Mike Pence for. It was that you're like, you're never alone with a woman. It's not your wife. Never, ever, ever alone. Never, ever. Uh, obviously he went. <laughs> he, are obviously we, are we seriously going to talk about how we're going to solve this and not be able to solve it at all? Well, this is going to go in circles. Yeah. Well, no, might be right. Uh, okay. So yeah, let's, let's not offer suggestions. You're right, Jeff. But there are obvious <laughs> suggestions that humans are humans and they'll, if they want to get away with something, they'll get away with I, it. I know, but this is one way that he should, his ministry should have, they probably had guideline, these guidelines in place and he, and he, he broke them. So what if there's a Ravi rule now 
since we have evidence of <laughs> no massages, <laughs> no. <laughs> How about no infidelity? I think we would solve the problem. <laughs> Next problem. Don't do. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> Don't let her touch your wiener. Oh, good gosh. Don't. <laughs> okay. The Ravi rule. Oh, man. But he's an example of something came up with this. The Johnsons. The Thompsons. Thompsons. Uh, his Johnson. Well, They're yeah, something, something did come up with his Johnson. <laughs> um, that was also in the report. Almost every massage. Uh, That's a double, double entendre. My head is spinning now. So, so is his. Um, the the Ravi rule. Yes. What if we, because the stuff came up and they trusted Ravi, he vehemently denied. They didn't. They didn't look further. It's like okay, nothing to see here. They said they settled out of court. That wasn't an, a ministry thing. That was his counter sue on the sli- on the side. But what if it's like now? Well, in was the it, fe- was it that simple? Was it, Ravi? Did you do it? Nope. I mean, okay. It looks like that now. <laughs> they believed him because they had a. I mean, decades of experience with a guy. Almost nobody. I mean, nobody knew about this. Right. They totally trusted him, which is understandable in that context. However, because of this example. He can be used as an example if something comes up in a ministry, rather than just default to protecting the brand because of all the good you see it do. It's like, okay, well, we believe you, but we need to verify this and then do a little more digging. And you can blame Ravi for it. Say, you know, because of his example, we're just going to follow through and there's probably nothing here. But that way, I think maybe you'll catch, maybe you'll catch more. It's like the KGB, trust but verify. That's right. <clears throat> Comrade. We will trust you, but first we must take a look. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you, there's there's a potential victim, but then there are potentially more victims if you let this person remain in the position that they're right. in. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the world. I don't, yeah, I don't think any of us. But have- that's not, I, I agree with you, Jeff, but it feels like the danger is because this is the way the world works. Uh, it's just the way it's going to be. So let's not try to institute changes. That let's get it. Not they're not changes. They're rules. Let's get as many rules in there as we can. Now that this has happened, and then it's another rule that'll be broken. But like this isn't new. It's not. I'm not being cynical about the getting changes. But if you go back and look, uh, all of the changes that have happened, yeah. like pe- people still. Cheat on their spouse, but what's people your point? still yeah we know kill. that. But what's, people, what's your point though? What do you? So there's nothing that solves human. Okay, human, okay. So so then what? So, is there anything we can learn from this situation <laughs> to do better in the future? For you? No, just because well, anybody only anyone, anyone I that's a ministry. only I have control of me. Okay, so then what? So then nothing. Okay, great. But we're doing we're, a podcast to- for literally the entire universe. It is. Uh, it goes out everywhere. You're pointing. You're you're pointing something out that yeah, we we kind of everyone kind of recognizes that that humans are going to do bad things. So, what can we do to mitigate that? To to say, don't put yourself in this position in this situation. This and this is how we protect people from I, predators. I think. I think Jeff's point is that is saying that assumes that all these things haven't already been done. And, and the point is in spite of all those things, if, if there's an individual who is really interested in trying to figure out how to do this, it doesn't matter your mitigations. Yeah. They won't, it, they will find a way. Yeah. Okay. He was sloppy. Then what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The I mean, rules it, are going to be broken. It, like, they, they will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> it, it doesn't mean, I guess yeah. we shouldn't presume to think that we will, we will invent the new rules that haven't been invented in place. Like these exist probably for every ministry. I mean, yeah. there's just wide. Well, I hope so. Not, not every ministry, but of course we've had people on the podcast that say, no, that's terrible. It's not a good rule. Anyway. Let's just, in, <laughs> let's say like probably more often than not, there are sets of rules that are related to this in most ministries, yeah. but, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know what, what I, the only thing I could think of was um, if you have people who are people in, in high up leadership positions, I've noticed tend to, to in general, keep people at a distance, right? There is a perceived closeness when they are like engaging from a stage and it's perceived closeness because, you know, they seem personable and connecting to you and saying the things that you're like, oh my gosh, this is meaning so much to me. But in a one-on-one situation, they're very distant and kind of like checked out a little bit. That I found this, gosh, pastors, especially lead pastors, especially lead pastors who are the ones preaching. Oh my gosh, that I don't know what it is. It is a personality thing because once you get them one-on-one, they're just like it's kind of cold. It's kind of like distance. <laughs> yeah. just, you're just a little awkward. I, I can't connect with you. And do the, you think it's a defense mechanism? Maybe the walls are up. That just the just like the walls are there. They're, they're definitely there. And I think when you have people in those positions that perpetuate that type of like stiff arm effectively to those around them, it prevents people from getting to know them at a deeper personal level, at which point maybe some of those things would be caught earlier on. Hey, something seems weird. I know you. This seems strange. But, but if you don't have those kinds of relationships, the rules themselves will not jump in there and figure those things out and will be able to read a person. I, I you know, I, yeah, just if you're a dude, don't have that type of deep personal relationship with a woman. That's not your wife. Okay. I just mean, but if <laughs> I agree, but there's, yeah, a, it's really well, simple, that's, but that's not, yeah, that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is, is so, cool. You can have a rule. It's easier to blow off a rule than it is to blow off somebody who knows you and who's close to you and can hold you accountable and say, Hey, I, I, I can and see Ra- something going on. Robbie had a lot of those too. The guy that traveled with them. Did he? he? Maybe. I, apparently not. I, maybe not. Maybe I, that yeah. guy. Like, like you say, human, human behavior is tough to change. Well, it so, is. So whether it's a rule or it's this encouragement to have deep friendships with people, do, you know, get, get out, do change your personality which is possible. Yeah. Well, uh, I just want to say, I, I think unless anybody else has any closing thoughts on this, I know there's a lot more we could talk about with that. Uh, but our man, Jeff here did the work. And well, he, no, I mean, what, he clips what, some what clips. are we doing? We're going uh, one hour uh, in and now we're going to start. Why not? Okay. Well, I could, I could do some, something else. Might might just kind of to think about, um, with, like going back to Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. He, the, the, his thing is, you know, civil rights for the most part, but he was also a, a pastor or a minister of some sort, but he's not really known for the ministry aspect mm-hmm. um, per se. He's no more for the, the civil rights aspect. So if, if you kind of disassociate the expectation of morality, um, just kind of disassociate that from the civil rights 
you can kind of go, okay, yeah, I mean, I, you can, I can kind of see that. I can separate those more easily. Um, or just like, let's say, let's say there's a, a someone finds a cure for cancer, yeah. but it turns yeah. out that they sexually abuse them. Do they like, oh, you know, these cancer researchers. Like, so if, if, if the things are that far apart, it's, it's easier. But when there's a pastor who we have a high expectation of morality yeah. and they probably preach on that often or sometimes it's, it's harder to disassociate them from, from their infidelity or their immorality. And I mean, and just like with like a president, like with all the you know, Washington and uh, Jefferson and all that, you know, owning slaves and being a president, it's like, we can, yeah, I can kind of like well, kind of separate them. It, it kind of, you know? maybe, but may, does this change your mind at all? Because we we're, we're kind of defining morality right now, just as it relates to like infidelity within the marriage. But if that person that said, you said, uh, uh, cured cancer, right? Mm. Also, we found out later on that they tortured babies. Yeah. Mm. That would taint our view of that person. And we would probably have a tougher time putting them on the pedestal. We would be yeah. grateful for their contribution to right. the world, but at right. the same time. So there, yeah. there's something that was mentioned about uh, getting close to pastors. Like maybe there's a type of, 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 personality or characteristics of a pastor where you can't really get close yeah. to them. Uh, I was having a conversation last night um, uh, with um, my wife, in-laws about comedians and comedians that have committed suicide, like the great ones. Um, John, John Belushi, Robin Williams, uh, Chris Far, like people have died from drug overdose, Chris Farley and uh, Gilda Radner. Like this is old. That's old. SNL. Self-destructive behavior. Right. And, and those people were like at the top of their game in the comedy world and they were untouchable. And I would guess that nobody really knew them at all. And, and they use their comedy. I mean, they, they're probably great. George Carlin, gr- just great depression. And um, they, you could not get close to them. They use their comedy to, to as a defense mechanism to push you away. And it's why they were so stinking funny. And they, they, were, they were the great ones and they killed themselves. Um, and nobody knew them. And th- people are like, oh, I can't believe it. And it's like, yeah. Probably, there's probably a lot of people going up. Uh, I can believe it, and I really didn't know him or her. Yeah, some of those true, or some of them but, they knew them and they couldn't even and they couldn't help them. So, which kind of goes against right. against the idea that that my new website, which is called Pals for Pastors, <laughs> uh, and it's launching next week, and you can sign up today if you're a pastor and you need a pal, sign up for palsforpastors.com. Yeah. And especially the people that are are popular, they're meeting new people. Let's say every Sunday. Uh, I could I, I could see that it's right? not necessarily a part of their personality to push people away, but it's just like I really like you got to circle you can't of get friend invested in every single in everyone. person. I mean, just as kind of like a yeah. yeah. Was it there's something like a the hu- human beings can can genuinely know like 300 people the capacity the capacity to know 300 people. I think it's right around in there, yeah. uh, give or take. Or I whatever. heard 150. I'm at 285. Zach, what are you at? 150. Oh, 150. I'm about at 10. Wow, you gained a lot. I'm overachieving. Okay. What is that? So, which begs the question that like our perception of what friends mean has been greatly skewed by social media platforms that have called, you know, 
every person you've ever met is now a friend, <laughs> right? Or even better, a follower. Oh. <laughs> Rave had a lot of followers. Mm. Yeah, I got one more quote, and then can we put the nail in this coffin? Yes. Pun intended. I'm not sure if that was a pun. Those of you who have seen me in public have no idea what I'm like in private, Zacharias told his supporters in a talk he gave about a year before he died in a recording shared with the CT, with Christianity Today. God does. God does. And I encourage you today to make that commitment and say, I'm going to be the man in private who will receive the divine accolade. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh, I thought he was going to be ending that differently. So I don't disagree with that statement. That's a good microcosm of what we're talking about. That statement, if you believe in God, is true and something to strive for. So ignore the fact that Ravi said it and try to do it. You guys want to move on? Jeff did some work. Yeah, but my work doesn't have to be done tonight. I mean, okay. we well, it's it. up to you guys. We're way into no. We no, can keep fine. talking about Ravi. I got more quotes. <laughs> I mean, we're. <laughs> I'm just disappointed that you didn't get my Wu Tang joke at the beginning, but whatever. I didn't. The I'm sorry. R- the R- Sometimes R-I-Z-I-M. words are coming out. R I Z M. Yeah. Yeah. The RZA. The Jizza. The R I Z M. Oh my god. Well, will you accept for? My forgiveness that I'm asking you. Will you offer me forgiveness I'll that some, I can accept? I'll add some Wu Tang Clan under the as a bed to this. Please do podcast. I think we should. I think we should go around the horn on uh, what are you consuming and and close up the show. All okay, right. we'll we'll hang on to this one for next week. Yeah, it's. Do you want to give us a little teaser? Ooh, you, I like what do you got? I like that. Uh, yeah, I um, I had a, a lead question. Uh, let's see, man, I'm Zach, you're losing your sight. I think I'm blind. (laughs) Uh, do we need to be persecuted as Christians? Does pain and suffering bring, uh, faith and as Americans or American Christianity, um, do we just lack Mm. faith because we haven't been really persecuted at all and have no idea um okay interesting like. mm. do you have any bible verses that you've looked up uh, it's revelation but i'm i'm gonna keep that uh, for this first part's based okay. off that's uh, one revelation. of my favorite verses revelation revelation, revelation one <laughs> revelation one one through five you could start right there okay revelation right. yeah not revelations not revelations because it's revelation revelations <laughs> Although there are revelations in Revelation. Shut up, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's cool. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, and just a side note, I did register ravirule.org. So Wait, what? The ravirule.org. Oh, the ravirule, cool. Yeah. Ravirule. Yeah, don't do bad things. <clears throat> do, doing bad things is bad. Doing, yeah, bad. Don't do bad. Don't do bad. No, okay. Don't do bad things. Uh <laughs> Zach, do you have something else to uh, share? Shut up, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) There's the real deal right there. You were feeling it. Uh, What am I consuming? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. We need to come up with a jingle for that. I. Well, man, drawing a blank. Well, I mentioned, I did mention the Happy Madison productions that I've been watching with the kids to, for better or worse. A lot of laughs and a lot of like eh, uh, record scratching moments. 
uh, learning through that. I've been playing a lot of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I think I've mentioned that before. That game, uh, definitely don't play that in front of your kids, um, which I haven't been. There's been a couple times when the kids are in bed and Lisa just walks by and just any random dialogue will just be a string of adult stuff that she's like, what are you playing? I'm like, I swear it's a well thought out game. It's really intricate and it means something to me. It's so good they're being sued. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, are you, well, there's probably uh, other stuff, but you know, I watched well, Tenet with my friend here. Son oh, yeah. of a gun, man. With Andy. How was it, Andy? Scott and Jeff oh, wait, we'll didn't get, make we'll it. Just wait. Did you know I fell asleep twice in it? <laughs> it's because the That's subtitles. what I thought. It's a good movie. It anyway. It's all the pizza and beer. This is on the video. Um, so what I've been consuming, I've been watching my eight-year-old play, uh, uh, what's the, not the epic. Um, Apex. 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 And and I'm literally yelling at him like, get, o- get over there. Don't stand by your teammate. Like get over like at a are different you, angle. Are you, are you Dr. Fauci right now? <laughs> hey, you need to get over there. Put Maybe. your mask on. Put your mask on. Double mask, triple put a, mask. Put another mask on your face. I said at one point you didn't need a mask, but now I want you to put three masks you on. You could have two or three masks. It doesn't even matter. It was a bandana at one point, but I just wanted you to wear a Don't wear a mask because nurses need masks, but now nobody needs masks. Now everybody needs masks. You know what? You could be anyway. wearing a mask when you're playing or not. This anyway. moment of dueling Fauci is brought to you by Beachwood Brewing Company. <laughs> uh, you could have a beer or not. Whatever. Have two beers. But take your mask off when you eat and drink it. Okay. Uh, eat and drink. Uh, no, I've been yelling at him, and he's like, Dad, you don't even know how to play. I'm like, you don't know how to strategize, son. <laughs> but I literally watch my son play Apex Legends every single day, and it's kind of exciting. It's kind of like a little bonding. I'm yelling at him to do this and do that, and he's yelling at me, you don't know what you're doing. This is why the Twitch platform exists. <laughs> Because there is there is something about humans that like playing, but also like watching people play video games. We yeah. did it when we were young, and remember, oh. you'd go to the arcades. People would sit around and watch me crush it at Miss Pac-Man. You just watch <laughs> over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are like Miss Pac-Man. It's not even a video game, Dad. I'm like, no, we ate the pe- she ate the pellets. It was great. You know. You know, cannibals. I, I have a daughter that's getting ready to go into high school. And as we're researching different high schools in the area, um, one of them has a program geared towards getting you a scholarship for gaming. What? Not, not, not to program gaming. Nope. To pl- There's that too. Esports. But to E-sports. play games? Oh, that's yep. big time at the to, top. To get, yes, because it is... There's actual real money in it so now big. for mm. common people that are really good at video games. Um, we were surprised at that. Well, actually, I wasn't that surprised. Surprised, but not really. We're offering uh, golf, tennis, badminton, football, esports. <laughs> like it's the new, it's the new generation. Uh, Interesting. What's your Call of Duty ranking? <laughs> <laughs> What's your SATs? Seriously. It won't even be the SAT anymore. It'd be like, what's your XO? Or what's your zeros and ones? What's uh, your SAD score? Because <laughs> it spells sad. Because you could say this is a little bit sad. <laughs> if I have to explain it, I'd, I'll show myself up. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, and then I'm consuming the sinner. 
I'll just leave it at that. Scott, what are you consuming? It's a Netflix show. Uh, Yeah, I I got into TV shows again, I guess. Instead Um, of the YouTubes? Instead of the YouTubes. Been uh, going to throwback throwback to The Mentalist. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. yeah, guys. uh, I knew you were going to say that. The mentalist. <laughs> so I got him. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's good. It's entertaining. Um, it kind of gets like redundant though. It's like he just tricks people all the time. You know, it's like House. Yeah, I used to love House. House was great, but if you just go down a breakdown of every yeah. show, it's like yeah. well, and the Friends. You know that Friends episode where they have a misunderstanding and comic shenanigans ensue. Uh, what was the yeah. yeah? What's the thing that they always the person always ends up having in in house? I forget what it is. So, uh, so someone has a, a rare disease. Yeah, it's, it's always one specific one, narca something that they always have narcolepsy, <laughs> or it gets no, mentioned every time, probably narcosis or something like uh, that. Oh, it's definitely yeah. an osis. It's, men- <laughs> it's mentioned every <laughs> single episode. It's like two thirds of the episodes. Yep, that's what they had. And then and then house is like the best diagnostician in the hospital. Yeah, and it, but it's like. Yeah, if if you go and you guess a whole bunch of diseases, and they're right. all wrong, right. eventually, you, eventually you're <laughs> gonna get it. Yeah, right. Right. I bought fifty million lotto tickets. <laughs> that's yeah. where that's where we're gonna be at the end of this year. The government's gonna be like, "Well, we thought it was COVID, but it it was something else. It was a broken <laughs> yeah. wrist, I guess." Yeah, and we, it's always like, "Okay, we're gonna give him this shot. It's either gonna kill him or cure him." <laughs> It's like, okay, (laughs) you watch him tonight. (laughs) I do like, as far as doctor shows, doctors have heard just like shit on house and like all all those shows. But the one that they say is the most accurate and I love it is Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. I mean, all the the people hooking up in closets. Oh, that's so good. Crying in closets. Like every version of like panicking in closets. It's like Grey's Anatomy. It's, uh, it's true. That's awesome. Oh, serious? Yeah. Looking up in the closet. At- yeah. Well, yeah. They're like office relationships. You're oh. long hours. I mean, so tired. Let me happen. crawl on you. Man, you spend 12 hours a, a day, five days a week. Or yeah. Right. Your whole, you're like days, lifetime awake. Of, people, yeah. yeah. Human connection is kind of important. But up. Uh, whole 30. So I didn't consume very much food last week. Nothing that I loved, but, um, you look emaciated. Thank you. <laughs> you look, you look amazing. Amaz- you look so <laughs> emaciated. <laughs> For a second, I thought you had scurvy. Oh my gosh. Mixing an orange, Andy. Uh, I need the Lou Holtz body double. This citrus. Lou Holtz. Wow. Lou Holtz. How dare you say that, Jeff? Speaking of Lou Holtz, two two movies that I watched, I watched three movies that stuck out. Number one was we watched The Blind Side with the kids. Oh, it's oh yeah. fantastic. That's a, and it is a good what movie. What service is that on? It's on HBO Max. I got to watch that with HBO the kids. Max. That's yes. a good movie. Uh, I like that. It, it was good. I, I've actually never seen it before. Is that a true story? Yes. It's yes. all based on a true story. Yeah. Sweet. I think you can file it under White Savior Complex as well, but we'll just leave that one alone. But she's a woman. No? Michael Orr. Oh. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> no, Save, it, it was a great movie. Savior Act. I never saw it. Is there a female version of that noun? Savior Act. 
Anyway, uh, oh, wow. the other movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, last night we watched. We're not helping you out tonight at all. I thought Tang. I thought you were a female it. version of the movie, and I was like, wait, no, I thought it was a female. It was a female. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Sandra B. Sorry. Uh, they save a female football player. Oh yeah, no, then you have yeah. some a black. You have a black dude. Yes. That's the savior. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> I like it. The uh, the yeah. other one that we watched last night was War Dogs with Jonah Get Hill. Get out! I watched that two nights ago. Like it's, I love that. I've seen it actually, like ten times. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh my I've never gosh. seen it. War Dogs with Jonah Hill, where he and his buddy are. Um, they go across the triangle of they're, death. Yeah, they're they're rookie arms dealers, basically like low man on the totem pole arms dealers, and they they discover that the. Scrapping Long story short, Pentagon has this website where they put the scraps out there. We're like, hey, we need 43 flak jackets and we need 22 uh, gas masks. And these and so these lower level dudes can fill these orders. Anyway, uh, I won't spoil it, but let's just say they get a chance to get a piece, a big piece of the pie instead of the uh, little crumbs and drama ensues. But the last thing that I watched was... Um, and I'd been meaning to do this for a long time was the, the movie, which I guess you'd kind of call it a biopic. It's called strange negotiations. And it's about mm. David Bazan who is, uh, and, and it's, and it's David Bazan's kind of life pre mid. And he would probably say post Christianity right now. David Bazan is a singer songwriter. He started out with the band. Uh, he had a band called Pedro the lion and then had another band called Headphones. Eventually uh, did a solo act for a long time and kind of came back to his his previous band's uh, moniker. But but what, when he started out, it, I don't know if he would have said that they were a Christian band, but they played at Cornerstone and they were strong, clear Christian references and themes and he would talk about Jesus and he would have called himself a Christian at the time and slowly over time um, his faith erodes and one of the unique things about him is that he is like an open book like a very he's very very transparent and and so and he's transparent about his faith and he's to the point that he's like I don't believe this anymore um I couldn't. I I eventually was not able to come to terms with Christianity. I still want Christianity to succeed. I still want it to do well. I I want it to stop. Wow. I want it to stop effing up in the areas that it's effing up. Um, but it's fascinating. He I've I've loved his music. I was a huge fan of his for forever. He came and did a house show at our place, and to kind of tie this whole thing together, the. Uh, one of the things that had popped in my head when we were talking about Ravi Zacharias was uh, this idea that I've thought about a long time, which is you should never meet your heroes because mm. because oh, they will disappoint yeah. you. And and musically, he was one of my heroes, and he came and did a house show at my house, which was the pinnacle. I was like, I can't believe it now. I was foolish and and naive to I had I had these ideas that like we would have this connection and um, because the connection existed in my mind and so uh, what ended up happening with the reality was 
he shows up about five minutes before he's supposed to play at my house. And I've got a house full of strangers. And actually, uh, the sweet thing was that it was a house full of a lot of people that I did know, too, who didn't know the show was at my house. And they show up, they're like, oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's so your good. house. And I was like, so yes. Good. So, uh, and he played, and he was great, and he was gracious. And he was in there and out of there. And it felt, and, the, and Lindsay and I talked about it after the movie. And I just said, you know, when I watched that, because it, it shows a lot of, he did this tour of house shows because he, his business model of having a band kind of fell apart. And he still needed to support his family. So he just went on this tour by himself and did house shows across the U.S. And, and Lindsay and I were talking about it and she knows too, like she was there during the whole time. And, and we talked about it after he left and I said, you know, the word that comes to mind is transactional. At the end, when I look back on it, it felt transactional. Mm. And I, I get it. Like you said, similar to a pastor who meets probably thousands of people a year. Yeah. Without exaggeration, you can't afford emotionally to try to connect with everybody. Right. But the hard thing to swallow is that's kind of his thing. Right. Is that he he's so transparent. He literally has parts in his shows where he's like, so uh, anybody got any questions? Yeah. And, he's he very will, honest. and he will answer them directly and honestly and doesn't try to skip over them. And so to get this experience for me of like, hey, yes, yeah, so did you, did you want to hang out? Like, we could have a beer, have a, you know, have a scotch or something. And he's like, no, man, I got to get on the road. And I was like, all right, well, maybe we could just take a picture. The <laughs> 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 lips are <starts> quivering. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I was like, all right, we can take a picture. And there's a picture of us together. And Lindsay was the one who took the picture. And she said it was so weird because he's, if you see a picture of him just in general, he looks like kind of a serious, he looks a little bit Cro-Magnon, like a caveman. And it went from this like kind of serious face to like a goofy pasted on grin uh. and took the picture. And it looks weird. Uh. I'll show it to you guys after this. It's downstairs. Yeah. And it looks weird. Lifted the veil a little bit. It did lift the veil. So, uh. yeah, all this Ravi Zacharias stuff in the back of my head just reminded me, like, I don't know if I feel that you should never, but I would say maybe don't meet your heroes. I, I could really... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, my personality, <clears throat> you know, just a... You guys know. I mean, I'm a little transactional. I got a, I got some connection issues, I guess. So I, I understand that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm right. If you keep it going, it's kind of nice in the background. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, I like what you're bed. hearing is a great. Um, yeah, we we can play out uh, that that album, "Curse Your Branches." It's a solo album from David Bazan, and it's a great deconstruction album. So whether you're deconstructing Why, or not, it, man. I know you can just production keep it going, value was because I thought Scott was going to go on and I I paused it so oh. I could get to the chorus. I, oh. I can, but uh, no, I know I'm, you I'm can. Fine. I know you can. <laughs> you know what? We'll edit this out and make sure it sounds fantastic. <laughs> but, but you were saying that you feel like 
you can tend to be transactional in nature. <laughs> I, I, I often I am. Yeah, I'd say more often than not I, I'm. Yeah. Well, like, like unless because someone wants to talk to me, then I'll talk. But I'm like, eh, if I want something, like I'll go and ask, and that's it. Okay, I'm, I'm gone. Well, I, I feel like we just entered the NPR podcast realm. Like, let's play a little. Yeah, a little, yeah in the back. <laughs> Well, I would say this, Scott. If you're not anybody's hero, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, the same. My smile. I cannot smile on camera. I don't know if I can smile at all. But if I try to take a picture, man, it gets jacked. Anyway.